Check, check. We ready to go? All right. Welcome to the JR Show podcast. We've got a special one for you today. I probably say that about all of them, but this one, Jordan Feliz, one of the top faith-based artists over the past five years, is my guest today. We're going to talk about raising kids today, balancing work and family. I'll ask Jordan Feliz about things that make him feel like a kid again. And of course, I'm going to put him in front of the piano at the very end and give him 30 seconds to do whatever he wants in front of a piano. I have no clue if he plays or not, but that'll be at the end of the conversation. Without further ado, let's bring in the guest for this episode of the JR Show podcast, Mr. Jordan Feliz. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, will you please put your hands together? Unless you're driving for our dear friend, Jordan Feliz. What's up? Hello, my friend. <laughs> How you doing? Good. We are six feet apart. We are. We're yeah. socially distanced. Uh, I do have to tell you that we we brought the Joy FM background to take photos with artists uh, all throughout the fall and everything. Um, and we actually put together a two by four that we basically turned into a giant six foot ruler. And so Amazing. we're going to hold that. You can I'm, stand at the one or the six. Okay. Um, but not any closer. Not any closer. Because being in the same room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, we've got some new music. Well, you have an album coming just after the first of the year, correct? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. So we, uh, the first song we're playing off of that forthcoming album is Glorify. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Yes. Is this the first time you've gotten, we don't want to talk about it yet, but I do have to ask, is this your first time ex- working with a choir? In yes. A song? Okay. Literally the first time. Okay. We we had tracked like a little like three person I think maybe at, at one point for I think for faith. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't supposed to be like this big choir, yeah. you know. Um, but with this record, I was kind of like, man, there are a couple songs on the record that just feel like you want the entire earth to kind of sing it. Right. So I'm like what would it be like if we got like an entire choir? Yeah. <laughs> and so we did and it, man, it's, it, it really set the track off. So it just cool. feels cool. This is yeah. your first time involving robes in a song. Robes a hundred percent. Yes. Right. Yeah. We'll in talk fact, about, I mean, yeah. that's a new part of my wardrobe now <laughs> yeah. too. So you're going to, you know, with this song, you're now going to have to bring robes, robes. on the road when yep. you start touring. <laughs> um, let's, I'll, all my interviews this fall, I'm going to start, uh, before we get to the real questions with just okay. icebreaker. Awesome. These are just random, nothing to do with you. They're pulled from a hat. Amazing. Jordan, if you could have picked your name when you were a child, what do you think you could go back and be like, like in the movie Big Daddy with Adam Sandler, he had this adopted kid. What do you want to be called? (laughs) Frankenstein. What do you think young Jordan Feliz would have named himself if you had the chance? Oh. Instead of Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) Or even thinking now. It'd be like, you know what? That would have been cool to, if my name was, if my parents had done this. Oh. Name you've always kind of had an I've literally to. never thought of that ever in my entire life. <laughs> I think if you were talking to me as like a kid though, yeah. I mean, I would have probably nerded out on like, like called Scooby or something like that. Yeah. Cause I was obsessed with Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Like I loved Scooby-Doo growing up. So maybe that, I don't, I mean, dude, I've literally never, that has never crossed my mind yeah. one time. And so, I mean, but it, I, at this point, I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know if I would, I, 
I've never even thought about that it. That would have impacted me maybe more than you because I'm thinking, here's the river from Scooby Feliz. <laughs> Scooby Feliz, bro. I could never play a Dude. ballad or a worship song oh, from you. No. Yeah. How great is our God? Here's from Scoob. Scoob. Scoob, man. He's, he's got a good thing going. Yeah, yeah. One of our top worship artists, Scooby Feliz. Um, Let's uh, let's go into um, just our quick COVID talk. Okay. Number one COVID lesson you learned that you will never forget. Oh, man. Uh, I think the number one lesson that I've learned in this whole thing is just how important it is to have, um, I, call it a, I call it a ladder, but... Um, and I'll explain it, but to have your ladder in the proper place. Um, and by that, I mean, what is at the top of your ladder and what is at the bottom of your ladder in placement of priorities of your life. Um, and I think this season like really has shown me how important it is to keep, um, Jesus and my family at the top of the ladder. I think oftentimes like, and I think, I don't know, I don't know if it's, it, it, I think it's just a human nature thing, but I think we can often get super, super driven towards success or towards uh, the drive of work to provide for your family or to uh, grow in your art or, you know, whatever. I mean, you can apply it to anything, you know, it, even if you're an electrician or something, like you just want to grow your brand or whatever it is. And I think, I think for some reason, we exist in a world that it's almost shamed to rest. Uh, it's, it's almost like people have a really hard time accepting you just being able to rest and have time to regroup. And I think that this is one of those things where I know that I've learned this lesson, but I've, I've seen a bunch of my friends learn this lesson too, which is that it's been so rewarding to just be home and to, watch my kids, you know, grow up and to see like, I mean, literally their entire, the, the entire countenance of my family has changed since I've been home. And I think it's just because I'm here and I'm able to actually lead them in a way that's probably more proper as a man leading his family. Does that mess uh, with your head though? Like my job takes me, like I work for four or five radio stations, which has me yeah. Jammed. Yep. And I'm like, well, if I made less money, maybe they would make less money. Like if I didn't work yeah. so hard, maybe yes. they would be healthier. Totally. But yet we need to keep this thing going. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like that for me has got me in a place of, um, I think I've already kind of been in this state this year of, uh, I feel like the Lord has kind of brought me through a lot of anxiety and stress and, and some things over the last couple of years. Um, that's all been kind of led by this dialogue that is you have to work like you have to work to be successful and you have to, you know, never stop essentially. And I think, um, this season has taught me that that actually is not true. Um, because it doesn't mean like my, my, oh man, the Jordan Felice brand is growing so much right now. It's not necessarily that it's just the fact that I think it's one of those things where you have to trust the Lord in this season and you have to give him everything right now. 
um, there is no other option because I mean, especially for me, I don't have a job right now. You know what I mean? I really don't, I don't have, I'm not touring. I'm not doing really anything, you know? Um, but it's kind of freeing to see what can, can come from a season of nothing. Somebody in the fridge. Literally, it sounds like somebody's like somebody's trying to break out. In the fridge. <laughs> I think if I was trapped in there, I'd be knocking a little harder. Yeah, literally. Hey, not like, hello? I can't feel my fingers. Hey, uh, I think I'm um, kind of stuck in here. <laughs> As if you haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> literally. Because, I, this door is not opening. <laughs> Um, but yeah, good, but yeah, oh, yeah, dude, that, that's just what I'm kind of getting at is just, you know, I think that's my biggest lesson really learned in this season of just how important it is to, to rest man and have seasons of it, um, and not be distracted too much by, um, constantly, uh, striving for more, you know? And, and I mean, I think that that's just like a, a part of who we are is to grow and to do all that. But, um, really, I think I've been asking myself at what cost do you grow? You know what I mean? Right. Is it at the cost of your family? You know, cause at the end of the day, it shouldn't be. If your ladder is correct, then right. that shouldn't be happening. So that's great. Yeah. Let, uh, talk to us about the song glorify. That's going to be on an album that comes out just after we praise the Lord roll into 2021, <laughs> <laughs> the year of hopes and dreams coming true. <laughs> the greatest year in the humanity. greatest year. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, dude, glorify is a really special one for me. Um, it's one of those songs that we actually, what's you want to know the crazy, whoa, you know, you can do everything right. You can plan. It sounded like there was a ghost in the fridge and now there's like an EFP thing going on. Maybe I've been watching too many ghost shows, but it's like, (laughs) you know what it is? It's the ice maker. I mean, but. I'll probably make a joke of it on the air. Let's do it. Uh, Um, You'll, yeah, glorify. Yeah. (laughs) So for me, dude, glorify, uh, I kind of walked out of this last record, Future, and was very, um, which was a record that I kind of have said is, is a little bit written out of, like really coming out of a season of like, learning how to deal with anxiety, learning how to deal with stress and a lot of like all of a sudden these fears of, of life coming in. And now as we've walked through that, I think I kind of didn't even know what to say on this record. Like it's like, it's my third record and I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. And I just was, I'd gone into the season of like prayer and then I went into a season of prayer and fasting and I'm like, Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I am just lost. Like I, I feel like I put out two records and I feel like I've covered a lot of stuff and I don't know what to, you know, I just don't know what to do. And, and so one day we were in the room we're sitting in right here and, and we started talking about, you know, really who God is and what he's been in our lives. And I was like, man, is all I want to do is I want to praise God and I want to worship him and I want my life to be worship and I want my, my, my worship to be worship. I want everything to just exist, to, to bring him praise. Um, and to kind of just show people what, what a gift 
he's given me and what a gift it is to wake up every morning. And I felt like the Lord just said, say that. Yeah. And so we kind of started like going down this path of, of doing this thing. And, and my, me and me and my producer Colby and my friend Paul Duncan and my friend Jordan Malowski, we're all sitting here and we're just like that glorify your name came up. And, uh, it's funny because my friend Paul Duncan was sitting here typing up and he goes, guys, the craziest thing just happened. I looked up what glorify means and it means praise and worship. And I was like, whoa, like just a weird full circle moment of like, okay, this just lit a fire in us. And the subcontext of glorify is to acknowledge the splendor and majesty of God through one's actions. And I think for me, I was like, this is perfect. This is exactly what I want to say. And I think it just kind of built this, um, truth and this like rock of where the record could begin. Um, and you know, for me, it just, it's just one of those songs that I want people to, to literally wake up feeling like they want to shout that, you know what I mean? And it's why we put a ginormous choir on it. Cause man, like all we want to do is glorify your name. I mean, that's what, what our lives should exist to do, to represent him, to, to show the splendor of who God is in our lives. And so, um, it's a big one for me and it feels very timely for where I am in my, my life right now. Right. Jordan, I really like asking this question because it's real and it gives the listeners kind of an inside scoop to, you know, if they pay for a concert and come watch you, you guys are still like a family on the road. You still have as human beings, highs and lows. Um, but how does the Jordan Feliz band deal with discord or like if something needs to be addressed, that's not comfortable, how do you guys deal with it? Is it like democracy or is it <laughs> dictatorship? Do you have to get a third party in? How does that work? Like if, if there's a disagreement in the band, yeah. how, do, how do your guys handle that? We just talk about it, man. Um, I think one of the things, uh, that I've learned over the years, um, of touring is you, you're basically all shoved into a 500 and like 60 square foot moving apartment, you know, and you sleep like 10 inches away from everybody. I mean, it's like, you're just literally in everybody's world all the time. And there's all, there's always room for like, you know, getting bumped and being a little frustrated or, you know, being talked to in a way that you're like, Oh, I don't know how I felt about that. Um, but I think the, the, I mean, really it's biblical to literally just go to your brother in love. You know what I mean? And I think that that's just what we've challenged everybody in our team to do. It's like, man, if something happens or, or gets done and, and I'm like kind of the personality where I can't let something fester for too long or else like I won't sleep that night. Like I, I'm such a people pleaser that like, if I felt like I said something that was a little bit like too edgy or too, you know, abrasive or something, I'll literally have to, like, there have been nights I've literally walked over like one thirty in the morning and been like, Hey, are you awake? <laughs> you know, into a bunk and they're like, yeah, what's up? I'm like, Hey, I said this thing. Like, did, did you take that right? Cause like, if it was weird, like, and I think it's just out of mutual care for one another that we just talk about things. So you have to communicate, man. It's, it's like a big family. And like, if you want a family to succeed, you have to talk about stuff. Like you have to actually, whether it's a heavy thing or if it's a really quick little dumb, silly, 
bump in the road that was just like, Hey man, I didn't like the way you said that to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. talk about it. You know what I mean? Like just go to your brother in love and, and, and handle it. Yeah. You know what I Why mean? Why does he get a guitar solo and I don't get a drum <laughs> solo? Like, <laughs> Well, and I think like also the other thing is, is every day we actually have a moment to do that. So every morning we, we do a show run through, um, we record every night we play, um, and we get to talk about the night, the show, the, the, uh, the show played the night before. Um, and then we get to, uh, basically just kind of talk and we get to pray for each other and pray for, you know, what's going on in our families that day, you know, um, and in that moment is usually the open conversation of, you know, Hey dude, like last night this happened and you know, whatever. And, um, and so, man, I think it's just, it's all about open communication and, and loving each other, man. And, and putting your community first, you know what I mean? Instead of mm. the pride that you feel in your heart towards something, you know what I mean? It's like, it's the fact that the love for that person is much bigger than maybe a snarky comment or whatever. So right. that's perfect. Um, let's go, uh, Jordan, I've had so many conversations with people that are raising kids in this new crazy time. And it always leads back to, you know, us saying I, they will never get to live like we did in the eighties. <laughs> you know, I was watching ET the other day and I was just watching the Elliot and his brother riding through, I think it was Southern California, but they're riding through these neighborhoods gone all day. Yeah. You know, it's like our kids will never get to experience a world like that. Have, uh, I guess maybe you or your wife had conversations like that about we are raising kids in potentially the craziest times in the history of the planet. And it's not a good feeling. Like that's a scary <laughs> feeling. So scary, dude. So yes, we have had so many conversations about this. Just may, I mean, also because we're living in a time that nobody's lived through. I mean, like in the history of the United States, we've never really had anything like this happen. You know what I mean? And we've been through wars. We've been through wars. I mean, but never just say, and I mean, not even like just our country. I mean, our world shut down, you know what I mean? And I think that that's, uh, Jamie and I have had this conversation. Um, also because I feel like, we're living in a time in which the world and our country has never really seen before, you know, where we're just in the shutdown, you know? Um, and it is kind of sad to think about the fact that our kids, you know, are going to grow up in a world completely different, you know? Um, but I'm, I'm really hopeful that, that through this, we learn some things and maybe it's actually going to make this next season a little bit more fruitful, you know, and we actually might be able to even do a better job for our kids. And I mean, I know that's the optimist in me, but that's what I'm really hopeful for, yeah. you know, and that's our conversation has been like, how do we, you know, I grew up in a completely different world. You know what I mean? I grew up literally playing outside every single day, but it's because we lived in California and it wasn't 90 degrees and 150% humidity outside, you know? Um, well think, sorry, but think before even pandemic or anything, uh, I just as a parent was even thinking my kids keep asking, can we go walk to the store? And I'm like, 
uh, no, you might literally kidnap. Like yes. somebody just got picked up in a van down the street. Totally. Right so even before the pandemic hit, yeah. I was like, this it's the crazy spiritual climate and yes. morality climate. It's true. And we get the task and of, <laughs> of handling it a hundred percent. And I think again, like, I think it's just like one of those things where it's just going to be different. And I think it's just how we manage the difference between how we were raised and how our parents were raised and now how we're going to raise our kids. Um, because yeah, I'm never going to let Jolie ride her bike over to coffee and coconuts, you know, but she might be able to do something that I've never been able to do. You know what I mean? Which is, I don't know what it is ride yet. Ride to the mailbox? Yeah, ride to the mailbox. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Text me when you get there. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like just other things that I feel like it, it forces us to be creative for them. And it's something that I've really enjoyed. Like, I know this sounds a little bonkers, but we actually, I have a buddy of mine who's like an amazing carpenter and we had him build an indoor tree house in our, in our house, um, in like our, our kids play den area. And so like, that was one of those things that's like in California, everybody wanted or had a tree house in their backyard, right? Because you could just go in the back and you could go play. Well, nowadays, you know, it's like, Maybe if you have some land, you could do it. Or if you did do it, it might be a little weird because you might have people like staring at your kids from your backyard and maybe that's kind of weird. I mean, it's like there's so many different things to navigate, but I think that was just like a creative way of making it so that they feel safe. And not that I don't want my kids to ever go outside because, you know, but at the same time, I think it's just, it's just going to take getting creative and, 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 and being hopeful too. You know what I mean? Like, I also don't want my kids to grow up living in fear of, of riding their bike to the neighbor's house. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I want to raise them being very cautious and aware of their surroundings, you know, which my parents raised me that way too, but not nearly to the level in which we're going to have to raise our kids, you know, just checking for razor blades in your Halloween candy. That was the extent of our be aware, (laughs) be aware. (laughs) Yes. There are crazy people, (laughs) dude. I know. Uh, um, last one here. And then we'll, if you don't have an answer for this one, we'll skip it. Okay. Um, the thing you still do that you do because it takes you back to being a child. Um, and now as an adult with responsibilities, you think to yourself, I still like to me, I, on rainy days, I shut the blinds in our house, (laughs) light candles and build a fort (laughs) stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Because it takes me back to growing up in Seattle where on those rainy days you locked in. Totally. Candles, soup. Yep. And it just takes you back. That was every day now that I think about it. It was was raining every day. (laughs) But I still do that because it takes me back to being that kid. Yes, yes. Um, For me, it's skateboarding. I skateboard all the time. Um, And I have a collection that's getting too big probably. Um, But... We, I, I, now my, my little boy, who's, he's not even two yet, but he goes on rides. I have, I have two electric skateboards too, and we'll go for rides around the block. And, um, my little girl goes with me. I mean, everybody goes with me besides me and Jamie, cause fitting two adults on one skateboard is pretty difficult. <laughs> date, date night. Yeah. Date night. Woo. Grab your helmet. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your insurance card. <laughs> right. Uh, yes. Um, 
that, that for me, I mean, there are actually kind of a lot of things that I still do that take me back. Um, it's weird. Like one of the things that I've also done is, is I, I love like, um, my mom, my dad used to work for this, uh, like, um, drugstore in, uh, California. It's like a CVS, but they bought out CVS bought, it was called Long's Drugs. Mm. And, um, it was like privately owned mom and pop kind of vibes. Um, but my dad used to come home with a new like hot wheel Uh. for me every day. Um, and so I love to do stuff like that too, which takes me back to my childhood, but I get, I get to kind of give it back to my kids. Um, and so we'll do like little things like that, which I mean, isn't necessarily even just buying things for them every day, but just like surprises, surprises, you know, like little things just, and, and I mean, I feel like we do it in so many different ways and the other thing was, is I love, I I grew up on the water essentially, you know what I mean? And so we've been doing things now that like we used to kayak on the central coast a lot. And, um, we just bought kayaks cause we were like, we should kayak. And then we started kayaking down the river and it, every day we've done it. I mean, we do it all the time now and we've taken our kids and it takes me back. I mean, it's almost like we're doing a lot of things that take us back. Cause honestly, looking back at the past makes you so thankful for what you've been given. Um, and I feel like that's one of the, the, the privileges that we have of just like looking at where the Lord has brought us, you know? And I think that's one of the, the drive sets that I get sick of with the constant, like you have to be doing the next thing, looking you know, cause my life is booked a year in advance a lot of the time. So you're always looking to the future and it makes you feel like you're just, you're, you never stop and you're, you're always just grabbing and you know, it's just weird. And, and I think this like, and I mean, I, I know I'm talking about this season, but really I'm talking about really the last couple of years has made us feel like we have to grab onto the things that actually matter. And I think a lot of the things that really matter to us are things that were a part of our upbringing, which is kind of leads me to this place of what you've asked me. Cause man, it it really like, it makes us so grateful. You know what I mean? And I feel like we've been doing a lot of things that, you know, make us think back, you know, and it's been awesome, dude. It's really, um, it also makes you see your kids in a new light too. Right. Whenever you see them light up with something that lit you up as a kid, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I break could talk out, about my kids all day. Atari. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. I know my wife play, has a super uh, Nintendo with Donkey Kong and everything. Oh, yeah. And she loves playing it. Oh. Let's wrap up with your, uh, a seasoned vet at this because we started tickling the ivories last year and you were one of the first ones that did it. So you're going to be one of the first ones that gets a second chance at 30 seconds to do whatever you want with this piano behind me. Oh God. All right. So let's okay. go get mic'd up. Tickling the ivories. Tickling the ivories with Jordan Feliz. Take two. It's time for Tickling the Ivories, take two with Jordan Feliz. 30 seconds on the clock, whatever you'd like to give us, Jordan.
finally meet at the top of the Empire State Building and the credits roll. I literally had the same thought. And they live happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Tickling the Ivories with Jordan Feliz. Well done. Jordan, thank you for the time. Oh, every new album we'll be talking about as we get, you know, when we get closer to the end of 2020, we'll be talking about a new Jordan Feliz album coming at the beginning of 2021. Glorify will be on it. Thank you for the time as always. Dude, thank you, man. One of the most beautiful tickling the ivories we've ever had. That was just a treat to be able to listen to. Now, if you like this podcast, we would love it if you share it with friends. Also, giving it a nice rating. We love that too. Don't forget, hit subscribe. If you haven't done that already, you'll be alerted when a new episode comes out. Now, let's talk about that new episode. Next week, it's going to be a first-time interview for me. I've never sat down with her Leanna Crawford will be my guest and I'll tell you this the song The Truth I'm Standing On is one of my favorite songs that has come out in 2020 so looking forward to getting to know Leanna Crawford next week again if you haven't hit subscribe yet you will be alerted uh, when the Leanna Crawford chat is out find us on Instagram thank you so much for listening until next week peace